You are locked hey on Bama, welcome back your daily podcast on the Bama, Alabama Crimson Tide, Jimmy part Stein, of the Locked that's On him, Podcast Jimmy, Network. You your team every oh, day. The standing uh, NFL draft. NFL draft next week, and then once the draft has come and gone, then we got uh, two or three months of the silly season, and. Uh, but we, we, we come up with some excellent programming for the silly season. That's where we truly stomp the ass of the competition. We own silly season. That's where we're Vikings. Um, Jimmy, let me ask you this. How did A-Day change your view of anything in 2021 for Alabama? Oh, what a great, great question. It actually changed a lot, but I'm going to combine A-Day with what I saw earlier this spring and what I know and, and – Kind of, so it's not just a day, it's just primarily a day where I'm getting these opinions. But I would say at almost every position, there is something that changed in my mind. Like, for instance, this is pretty minor, but going into the spring, I would have said Jace McClellan was ahead of Roy Dell Williams. Now I say Roy Dell's ahead of Jace. Now, that's almost semantics, and it doesn't really matter because there's sort of, you know, what I would call 2A and 2B. If B-Rob is one, if he's option number one, I think Roy Dell and Jace are options 2A and 2B. But it appears that Roy Dell is ahead of Jace. And that's probably because of the change in running back coach. We went from Charles Huff to Robert Gillespie. And, hey, this is what happens when you change coaches. They have a different eye, and different players fit, fit their eye. So that's one change. Um, quarterback. I did not expect Jalen Milrow to be good quickly, and I realize almost everyone listening hasn't seen Milrow yet, but let's just say I, I firmly believe Milrow will be QB2, which I didn't expect prior to the spring, and I am not down on Paul Tyson. Paul Tyson's play was what I thought it would be. I, 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 I'm not disappointed in, in Paul's progress. I'm just sort of ecstatic about Milrow, so that's a change. And uh, here's a couple, uh, Cameron Latu at tight end. Uh, I, I knew he was better than people knew because I'd heard some rumors. I, I knew I know of one kid on the team that told all his friends that Latu was the best player on the whole team that didn't play in the games. And and that that guy, I think that player showed <laughs> he, he was right. I mean, based on what we saw this spring, I think Latu might even be an NFL tight end. Um, I didn't expect that, although I'm not shocked. Uh, but Billingsley and Latu, to me, are co-starters at tight end. Didn't really expect that, but, again, I'm also not shocked. Here's the disappointing part to me, Luke, is we really need someone to step up at wide receiver. We have Mechie, who's really good, and we have Bolden, who's pretty good. But, man, we would be so much better if we had maybe two more dudes at wide receiver, and I know Jai Hall had a pretty good A-day, and, and I get why people are excited about him, and Javon Baker had been good up until A-day and then sort of had a quiet A-day. That's disappointing, but we're going to have some issues unless we have a couple of dudes emerge at wide receiver in the fall, so I'm a little worried about that, but I am – a lot concerned about the offensive line. If if this team, Luke, this fall doesn't look like the recent Saban teams, if the team this fall does not win championships, 
I think when we look back on it, we will say it's because the offensive line wasn't good enough. And uh, that is where the issues are. And I think there's a few reasons for it, but anybody that wants to blame anyone is just looking for a reason to point fingers. And, and I don't do that. I think it's just a natural transition year where, hey, the team doesn't rebuild, it reloads. And we are reloading an offensive line. But the fact of the matter is, some offensive linemen that we will really depend on this season will be better players in 2022 than they will be in 2021. And I'm, I, even to name names like a Tommy Brockermeyer, J.C. Latham, Javion Cohen, these are going to be players that we really, really depend on this fall, and we might be depending on them one year too early. And uh, it's just a nature of, of a transition year up front. So I know this, Doug, I said this earlier today, to a friend, Doug Marone needs to do the best coaching job. Of all of our coaches on this staff, our 10 assistant coaches, the coach that needs to do the best job is Marone because he's got, he's got the toughest task on the team. I agree with that. And you say a year too early. Let me say this. I think it may be right on time because another way to look at this with the glass half full is if this squad were playing last year's all-SEC schedule – I think we could have some pretty serious issues. But because we're going to play, you know, a Miami team that's that's good, and De'Aaron King may be back, but he may not be back, and then Miami's still Miami right now. Um, and then we get a couple of games, you know, and then play Florida and all that stuff. So I think we get some warm-ups versus jumping right into the SEC, you know, with, with a Georgia and somebody like that. I think this team would certainly have more problems with last year's schedule. Um, but – Jimmy, let me tell everybody about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. I, I'm going to sing that every time because it's, it's impossible not to sing it. There's some jingles that you just sing, and Rock Auto's is one of them. They got everything you need there at Rock Auto. In the box, it says, hey, how would you hear about us? Put Locked On or Locked On Bama. Either way, uh, we would appreciate that. But go to rockauto.com. Look, I don't know diddly squat about cars you may need a diddly squat for a car i don't even know this i know nothing and, and in fact i embrace the fact i don't know anything about cars but i have ordered from rockauto.com because i was trying to save myself some money and it worked it worked great and so it's the site is so easy to navigate there's not a lot of frou-frou frills and things like that but if you need to order some frou-frou frills you can probably get them at rockauto.com those again may be car parts i am unfamiliar with but go to rockauto.com, check them out. Use, uh, well, don't you just use their easy website? That's the whole thing. It's not a lot of bunk stuff, no surveys, no nothing like that. It's just like, hey, do you have a 1999 Ford Taurus? Okay. Uh, if you do, first of all, I'm sorry, it's now 2021, get a new car. Um, but secondly, if you need a part for it, you can get it at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com, give them a whirl. They're great people. Also want to tell everybody about Kaleidoscope Media. Kaleidoscope Media, they want to help you with all your architectural visualization needs. Michael and Cassie Moore, just two great, great people. Michael, of course, as I've said multiple times, served two tours in Iraq. He's a disabled, uh, decorated veteran. I mean, just a great, great dude. He's done a lot for this country. Uh, Cassie, his, his beautiful, sweet wife, uh, loves to help people. They got together. And decided, hey, let's start a business because Mike got into some 
uh, industrial design after the military. And, you know, he's got a great mind and she loves people and they both want to help. So they got into this uh, 3D rendering and 3D modeling. They want to help you with that kitchen remodel. They want to help you with that new home development, whatever it is, they can help you with it. And they're just good people. Give them a, a shout. You can go to kal-media.com, kal-media.com. Look them up on their website. See some of the examples of their stuff and just, you know, get in touch with them. They'd love to hear from you. Kal-media.com. That's Kaleidoscope Media. All right, Jimmy. Um, Yeah. So we, we talked about a day, wrapped it up pretty good. Probably from now until next week, we'll be doing a lot of draft talk. So I'll try to keep away from that on this particular podcast, but Batman online came out with their game balls for, um, for the eight, a game. And I think, you know, look, Bryce young, pretty easy. Is it just me? Or were you blown away by the fact when you look at the stat sheet, he threw the ball 44 times. You know, I'm sure that's not what's going to happen in games this fall. I don't think that's who we are. And I don't, I don't think that, but I think the plan is look, but, we, we can't let Bryce Young R- Bryce Young run in the spring for two or three reasons. Number one, getting him hurt and lost for the season in the spring is just stupid. So, A, you're not going to do that. And, B, look, we know we can do that. He came out of the womb doing that. He's got to work on going through his progressions, reading defenses, making good decisions in the throw game. That's what he needs to work on. So that's what we did. And that's why he threw it so many times. A little disappointing they'd throw it 44 times and we'd only score one offensive touchdown. So I wouldn't call Bryce's performance spectacular. What I would call Bryce's perform- performance is assuring. Any Alabama fan out there panicked over the quarterback position all spring and summer, you're just looking for something to panic over. There, there, There is no reason to panic. Bryce proved that he can be a very good quarterback in this league. And that's really all we needed to see. We need to see some promise and some hope and, and, and maybe a confirmation that, uh, that this guy really might be as good as the high school hype. And I think he showed that. Again, he's finished product. He'll be much better two years from now than he is today. But that's, that's why we like college football. These kids aren't finished products. They improve every single year. And the quarterback that just left our program is, is the proof of that. Uh, Mac Jones, who, who improved leaps and bounds every single year he was on campus. Bryce Young will, will, will do the same. We'll, we'll get a better Bryce the more and more he plays. And he showed us this Saturday there's a lot to build on. No, I agree. Uh, and I would say Bryce Young raised some eyebrows, but whenever I talk about eyebrows, I always talk about Bryce Young, so it works out, right? I mean, he does have the best eyebrows in sports, I mean, outside of Anthony Davis, right? I mean, we, we've talked about this. Uh, I, I see what I see. What you, you see, I'm uh, I'm not as moved to uh, talk about. I will talk about this. This is interesting because this is something. This is something our fans didn't see. I think this is funny, funny slash interesting. And you know, you can read a lot into this, which is probably a mistake, or you can just ignore it. But I, I think it's. I think it means something. So, so I'm watching the team leave the stadium. When they leave the stadium, a lot of fans that don't go. They may not know this or realize this, but the team does not use the locker room in the stadium on A-days or scrimmages. Uh, They just don't want to mess up the locker room there. It's too much to clean, too much to ask the staff managers to clean two locker rooms. So so they get dressed and taped up 
at the Malmore facility, their normal practice locker room, and then they bus to the stadium in full gear. Uh, that's what they do. And oh, then when God. the game is over, they don't go to the locker room. They, they, they leave the stadium and go directly to the bus carrying or wearing their pads. And I knew that. So we stayed for the whole game. And uh, when we were leaving, when the game was over and that ceremony was, was, was about to go on, I'm like, hey, if it's in the shade, because it was hot, if it's in the shade, let's uh, watch the guys leave. So we, we went down and stood out by the tunnel uh, outside the stadium where the players leave. It's kind of a reverse walk of champions, the walk back to the bus. And uh, so we watched the whole team come out. And, uh, and, and that's all great. And fans are, are you know, there's a pretty good crowd there. And they're yelling and asking for pictures and autographs. But the security is like, guys, keep going, keep going. Because the bus is leaving. It's going back to the practice facility. And they're loading up the bus. Bryce is the last guy out. He's the last guy, probably because of interviews or those awards or for whatever reason. But Bryce is the last guy. And he's the only one that stops for autographs and pictures. They're being told not to. But Bryce stops, and he t- gets his picture taken with some kids, and he signs for kids. And <laughs> security had to come get him and say, Bryce, Bryce, get on the – and it's happening right in front of me, so I hear everything. And security's like, Bryce, Bryce, you need to get on the bus. And he's like, okay. But he didn't even move towards the bus. He was continued to be polite to the fans, gave everybody a roll tide, signed. Second security came to get him and said, Bryce, get on the bus. It's going to leave. And that's when Bryce realized, oh, I really shouldn't be doing this. So I need, I need, I need to go. And he was so polite. But I found it very curious that Bryce was the only guy that insisted to stop and have his picture taken and signed for fans. And and this is my take from that, as small as it is. Here's a guy very comfortable in his new role, and he realizes that hey, I'm the face of this team now. This, I'm the face of this team. I'm the guy that the fans want to know and identify, and I'm the leader, and I'm the guy, and he's doing it with a giant smile on his face. Uh, and, and, and I think the responsibility, the mantle of being the second most famous person in Alabama, because the most famous person in Alabama is Nick Saban. The second most famous is whoever Alabama's starting quarterback is. I think Bryce is extremely comfortable with that and is doing it with a smile on his face, and that's going to carry him a long way in that locker room and with the fans. No, I agree. And I, I think that um, I think Bryce is a genuinely good dude. Look, we've, we've had some dudes that, that, and they were shall remain nameless who aren't great dudes. Sometimes that we do uh, still idol worship because they are star football players. I think Bryce young is a, is a legit good dude that um, though he can play with a chip on his shoulder, I think he's just, Again, he's got sort of a Mike Mac Jones like super confident in his ability, but not coming off as cocky. I, I, I dig it a lot, and I I think Saban has has done a great job of recruiting dudes like that of late. You know, including a Jalen Hurts, including a Tua Tungavailoa, including a Mac Jones, who they they're good people at quarterback. Because if if you have an asshole quarterback, it can be tough for you. You know, Bleed, um, it bleeds down. It does bleed down. Think about that. Um, with somebody like now, look, I don't think the guy's an asshole, but apparently a lot of people believe Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. I don't. I kind of like him, but I don't know him personally. But I think that you know, we, all you have to do is look at some of his history and see that you know, it, his, he doesn't get along well with his family. His breakups have all been bad, apparently. Um, he, you know, 
it seems like he didn't get along with the Packers all too terribly well. Um, I, again, I kind of like him. I, he seems likable enough when he's hosting Jeopardy and known commercials, but you know, um, it, it makes the job that much tougher. But if you're a quarterback who people dig and like, I, I feel like they'll, they'll go to bat for you a little bit more. So um, I think that's great. Um, so, Jimmy, I got let me give my other live read here, and this one's going to be for BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is where you want to get fifty percent welcome bonus. Look, you put in fifty dollars, you play with seventy-five. You put in a hundred, you play with one hundred and fifty. You put in three hundred and twelve, you know, you got a calculator. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about. So go to BetOnline.ag and put that uh, code in, put that money in, get that extra bonus. And then all of a sudden, you're out there, you're betting on the tide, you're betting on poker, you're betting on blackjack, you're betting on reality TV. Yes, reality TV. I know that seems a little nutty to some of y'all out there, but people bet on it all the time. It's the thing to do. You can bet on the NFL draft. They've got all kind of great odds uh, about the NFL draft. By the way, go check out Locked On NFL Mock Draft, too. That's pretty awesome. But uh, betonline.ag is where you want to go. Use that promo code. Locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. Again, the best betting website there is, betonline.ag, betonline.ag, promo code locked on. All right, Jimmy, we'll wrap it up here really quickly. Um, did you see that? For, i tell you what, I'll save that. Any recruiting news from the weekend? I know Bama Online had a couple of updates, but there were no commitments, which I kind of figured we'd get one, but we haven't yet. We have lost Jimmy. That's okay. Um. I do want to talk a little bit about something I saw, and I, I will. Uh, Jimmy is is out right now. Hopefully, he will be back. If he's not, then I'll wrap the podcast up by myself. I saw an interesting take on. All right, Jimmy has left us for the time being. Not sure what the heck is going on with him, but it doesn't matter. His uh, hamster in his uh, Tandy two thousand computer quit working or died or whatever. Anywho, um, one thing I saw that was quite interesting was a post on an Auburn board about a number of ESPN 300 players on various rosters. Auburn has something like 15 to 20 ESPN 300 dudes on their team. Um, Texas A&M has like 30. Alabama has 70. 70 ESPN 300 dudes out of what, 84, 85 kids uh, on scholarship? That is absolutely bananas. And look, I know some people find that to be a problem. Like we got to figure out a way to distribute all these kids. First of all, they're not commodities. I know we treat them like that from time to time, but you just don't distribute the wealth here in college football. If see that that's what's always bothered me about somebody like Rick Neuheisel who wants things more equitable. And we got to, you know, if Alabama wins the national championship the next year, they should play the hardest schedule in the country. Well, first of all, we are, we play a pretty hard schedule every year. We can't play us. Um, that would be really hard, but we play a really hard schedule every year because by nature we play in the SEC. But secondly, you know, I've, I've heard the thing about distributing the wealth of these players, and somebody even mentioned capping the number of five stars you can have. How the hell are you going to do that? What are you going to do? Tell a five star, hey, look, um, Alabama's already got five five stars, so you can't go there. So does Clemson, so does Ohio State, so does Michigan. So all you can do is, uh, Go to, you can go to um, Wyoming. That's all you can do. That would be total, total bullshit. And that does not need to happen. So that's one thing that um, I've been looking into. It just really shaking my head 
because I hear people like Rick Neuhausel, um, who I respect, but he's on the radio every day saying we need to have this where there's more access for everybody to get th- these other recruits and make recruits stay home. Look, Bryce Young didn't want to stay in California. Najee Harris didn't want to stay in California. Well, why do you hold that against him? He wanted to come to Alabama where they take football a little more seriously. What the hell's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Let Najee Harris and Bryce Young and whomever go wherever they want to. And if Alabama ends up with 7,300 ESPN players, so be it. You know what? In 10 years or in 20 years or in 30 years, it may be UCLA with 300 uh, or 7,300 ESPN players. Maybe. Who knows? But right now, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, those are the ones that are getting those dudes. Oklahoma. And so that's going to be fine. So just let that play itself out. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bama. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, Jimmy will get that uh, rotary phone working and he'll be back with us. All right, everybody. Roll time.